Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome back to Full Profits Podcast. My guest is a revisiting person, a friend, close friend. Uh, we back doing another episode. Kareed, how are you, buddy? What's up, bro, bro? Um, I'm good, man. Just enjoying a, a nice Sunday and relaxing, having a drink as well. Cheers. Absolutely. Cheers, my guy. Salud. <laughs> Clink. Clink. <laughs> so, um, as we were saying before we got started on this, I have not heard the Nas album. I don't want you to tell me anything about the tracks because there may be people who haven't listened to it as well. But mm-hmm. What is your overall? My overall opinion is um, he came back with another strong effort. Uh, actually could arguably be a stronger effort than the last one, to be honest. Like, oh, wow. um, the production is really strong. Like, Hit Boy really took some chances with the production. Um, he gave you some traditional, like, oh, man, that's just a great hip-hop, smooth-ass track. And then some stuff that was like, oh, man, you switched it up here. Oh, you use this instrument, you use this. So, and Nas just flow and, and adapted to everything seamlessly. It was really just amazing to see an artist that is, you know, you kind of get a connotation with older artists. Oh, they not on the pulse. Oh, they not keeping up. Like, none of that. Like, he got a song with that kid. Um, what is this? An Ace Boogie with the hoodie or whatever. Okay. okay. Like, the song they got together sound dope. Like, even and the thing about Nas, because of the rep he has, whoever works with him, Oh, let me let me get my notebook. Let me write for real. Let me, you know, so you got to gonna step their game up working with him too. So That's I can start. I was like, this might be one of the best verses I heard out of this kid, you know. So it's just overall just a strong effort, man. It's, it's great to see, it's good for the culture for sure. Um, it's interesting to me because it's like we are at a point where hip hop is developing and been around long enough to, for us to have our Frank Sinatra's and out, you know, people that's like still able to create at a high level, even yeah. when older, cause this genre just been around. So they standing on the shoulders of giants already, yeah. but the culture and just developed to where just went just because you're 40 years old is not a rap for you in hip hop. It shouldn't be, but that's the thing that hip hop or hip hop did that to its own people. We aged mm-hmm. them out. We mm-hmm. we did that. Rock and roll didn't age their people out. Mm-hmm. Country music didn't age their people out. We aged out the public enemies, the, the KRS ones. We did that. For whatever reason it was, are you too old to be doing this? I don't know what the the issue is there or the the reasoning behind it, but I think that was whack. I think that was whack. We should not have been trying to age out, uh, especially you the people what? who are the pioneers of this shit, the people who oh, started yeah. it. You know, they 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 gave us this. Like we shouldn't have been trying to age them out for no reason. 
I think that it's because it was such a young genre. So still is. And still is. But when I think of rock and roll and stuff like that, like people didn't extend their careers into being older until rock and roll had been around for a bit. Actually, it was a few guys from the 50s that, you know, like a little Richard or whatever, you know, like that's basically the main person I could think of. But other than that, most people that extended careers into the 80s, into the 90s was the ones that was coming out in the late 60s and the 70s because it rock and roll had been around for a while. Like the uh, Rolling Stones, for example, the motherfuckers was 50 years old, definitely selling out arenas still. 60 sure. years old doing that shit. <clears throat> that yeah. part. Yeah. Um, and salute to, uh, was it Chubby Checkers? And yep. Richard as well, because they are the inventing, inventors and pioneers of this thing called rock and roll. So yep. definitely want to get give them their big ups and their just do and their flowers. Um, mm -hmm. We appreciate them for their ingenuity in creating music after we had already in, in introduced the what what is it what is it blues music we introduced blues right. music to the world because and jazz oh yeah you know and, and those were music those were genres of music that they did not consider music you know jazz music hmm. was considered jackass music uh, oh no they made sure they snuck their ass into them clubs and harlem and hit us some jazz oh, oh yeah they, everywhere Everywhere we were, they wanted to be there because they wanted to see what we was doing. And then they finally got a hand on rock and roll and, and tried to make it something that I guess you could say they wanted to make it theirs when it really wasn't. It was, it was our shit. Like the majority it's, just, it, it's funny because like you saying like, oh yeah, this is ours. We're going to claim this, but you still got it for some black people. So everything that you do, still the source is us. So I know you feel a way about that. Down to your alphabet and mathematics and the way you wash your body, if you wash your body. But um, that's another subject that we have to deal with another upon another time. Um, <laughs> I have to sit and listen to this Nas album because I haven't yet. I have not gotten around to doing it. So at some point, um, I will do it. Um, for those who don't know, I'm broadcasting from a bedroom because they are renovating my living room there's been some leakage and yeah i know if you know anything about water damage it will tear your shit apart so I oh yeah to my bedroom and and it make the make it happen up in here but if y'all end up hearing some ying 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 in this motherfucker it ain't the game and it is a chainsaw you know so like that shit right there oh uh, they're there huh oh they're there now yeah i think i think they might have stepped back out I close oh. the door and everything, so. Oh, okay, we should be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I love the like the uh, fans on because they're gonna be blowing all that shit all, all over the place. But um, yeah, man. So, is there anything else you've been listening to outside of the Nas's new project? I mean, I'm in LA. A lot of the music I listen to, I love listen to a lot of California artists now, just because. That's the vibe, you know. I'm in that little zone, so um, and it's a good one, zone to be in too. Mm, one of the main artists I've been listening to is uh Larry June, he's um from San Francisco. Basically, if I could describe him, he kind of like 
if too short and uh, you, I would say E40. If too short and E40 kind of combine, like as far as like this, the simpleness of too short and like some of the subject matter of E40, but sprinkle some pimping in there, a little bit of pimping. And right, exactly for short. So the the beats are just like 80s, 70s, 90s soundscapes. It's just like if you grew up in that era, just loving RB, like one of the songs I got one of my homies on sample, James Ingram. And I mean, just you know, obscure shit that you gotta be like a RB head of old shit to even get the shit they sampling. So yeah. yeah, that's that's like one of the main things I listen to when I'm drawing and just creating, just kind of creating a vibe, even when I have a young lady around, that's a little vibe, just cause sometimes you don't wanna be so obvious with it because when you throw straight R&B on and they singing and crooning and talking about licking them and rubbing them up and all of that is kind of autom- yeah the automatic assumption is oh he trying Whereas to with do his beats are in that sound level or you know a speed rather it's not fast it's not it's a lot of R&B type of sounds very melodic type of sound so it's like the sound that I want is there but the shit he's saying is kind of letting them know, like, it is what it is. Right. <laughs> um, are there any R&B artists you listen to lately? Um, actually, <laughs> this is going to sound funny, but and it's more pop than R&B, but because R&B and hip-hop influences artists, but I have my guilty pleasure right now has been Doja Cat, man. Is I know it's gonna sound absurd for me, but that is literally been my guilty pleasure because I kind of came across some of her videos. She's talented, I will say that. Huh? She's talented. Yeah, uh, I came across some of her videos, and you know, I'm a visual person, so I just thought, I'm like, what is she doing? Like, this is like so next level on the visuals and then i was listening to the songs i was like okay i i can i could kind of get into the 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 beats i like the it's just fun it's nothing like super substance to it it's definitely pop music for sure but she can Uh do it she's just not doing it right she can't do it no, she, she could if she wanted to. She just not. It's more money than the lane she chose. So I correctly. Ain't it's just like I was told once upon a time with the uh with a record deal. We know you can do it. It's just a matter of you applying the fact that you that you want to do it and you want to be mm-hmm. that type of person. And for me, it's never been about that. Do you know how easy it is to make that to do that type of music? That's easy, There's man. No thought process in it. It's very like you know playing it's all about melody formula yeah it's all about melody being melodic you want to know i don't know if i should give it away but it's it's very simple it's very simple it's all about a pattern 
and you want you want that pattern to be repeated. That's why they you call it a chorus, but that's why they call it a hook because the hook this is what you in the song. Bang bang, bang. bang. So it's a <laughs> it's a very specific way to do it, and it it don't it don't take a lot of hard work. I see the repetition in it so much that I'm not even. I'm not even impressed with some of the stuff that I hear. It's just like, okay, they know how to make, and I call it drone music because that's mm-hmm. all it is, right? It's just drone music. Once I got you hooked on it, you're you you a puppet. Mm-hmm. You're a puppet. So um, it's a very simple formula, but she knows how to make music, man. That's, oh, yeah. that, that, that is just typical of, you know, being able to stand out there and be mainstream and make mm-hmm. a bunch of money. You know, you take the fastest yeah. route to get to you the You just cash. think out what the formula is. It's just like, um, one of my f- uh, favorite groups initially, but they kind of veered off in a direction that I couldn't fully get with, but I would still respect them, is Black Eyed Peas. They uh-huh. came on pure hip-hop and has their first album got, actually, first two albums have hip-hop anthems on it like just great hip-hop songs really illustrating the the whole vibe of like what underground hip-hop was and in california la and all of that but then you know they went super pop because they figured out the formula and now they one of the biggest groups in the world even though uh the average rap fan don't even know what they doing no more but guess what they still stacking chips don't worry about them <laughs> oh that's that of- you know that you know that part that's that come with it you know what i mean but mm-hmm. it's just that once you know damn i can sell two th- three million records doing this doing some shit that don't even take as much effort as the other thing that's the killer part. So it, they, it takes it look. It takes no effort. It takes no. It's, effort. it's like oh, whatever is the oh yeah. I'm gonna do this. It's easy. Yeah. And then and if you notice, every once in a while he would do a production on the Nas or some other like oh, man. big hip hop artist because he wanted to actually make some real rap music sometimes. But he went back to making that bread, and I ain't mad at him because. He got resources to make things happen now because of the, the, the path that he chose. But, you know, I would have liked at least one more good hip-hop album up out of him. But yeah, well, I, and then so many of them got into doing other things, right? Like, they wasn't they like Fergie or whatever. Like, they ended up doing all types of Well, shit. Fergie, they brought her in, but, you know, that was so just on some like I know but still like she's one of the people that started doing different things after her name got mm-hmm. out there and everything remember the 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 rhythmic part of it my lumps my lumps my lovely lady lumps I don't know <coughs> I don't know what lumps was being talked about but I mean we 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 know kind of <laughs> body wise yeah okay I mean, you know, they they have some some peaks and valleys that we don't have, you know, <laughs> and bless them for it. We love them for it. Yeah, mm. I guess so. Um, maybe Missy should have done that song. <laughs> um, yeah. 
but besides uh like that artist which is a very pop artist um r&b wise i've been listening to um let's see honestly a lot of old shit you know i can't even front man I, i've been listening to a lot of, like d'angelo old d'angelo old anita baker i go back to the isley brothers i've been listening to a lot of old isley brothers and kind of like delving deeper in their catalog and kind of checking out songs that i didn't really try to listen to because you they got so many hits that are iconic that you just go i want to hear that song but I started going through the shit and I was like, it's, oh, I, I, I'm starting to understand why these motherfuckers still out here making records and Ron Isley damn near 80 and got chicks with crushes on his ass because he didn't grow a beard. But that's a whole nother Fly, still fly. The motherfuckers still fly. Dude, when they did that versus battle. Oh, that was so ill. That was beautiful. That, that was, was beautiful. I was definitely stepping on a Sunday, like I was at church after church trying. That was just to a, that was so beautiful, man. It was just like seeing your family just came together and just perform, bro. I I I, I thoroughly enjoyed that seeing them get up there. Steve Harvey Harvey was mucking it up with all that, all that yin yang. <laughs> was enjoying itself but he was taking all that talking a little bit too far he needed to lift that shit kind of yeah, yeah. they were doing their thing though man and then you're listening to the music and you're like wow these guys go back you to the 60s crazy songs they made that would just oh soundtracks to our lives man yes sir because before we could choose to listen to rap and all that other shit, that's definitely what our parents was playing, and that's definitely what we was listening to. The other night when I was sending you some of those songs, I didn't know mm -hmm. that you were out on a date, but mm -hmm. until you until you spoke it up, but how some of their music started playing, and it was while it was playing during a mix, I was just listening to it. I'm like, they go back so far. They go back so far. The Isley Brothers go back so far, man. And I forgot one of the songs that came on. Man, it was just, oh, I got work to do. Mm. I was like, wow. On oh, cold. So wow. The low-key um, Isley Brothers songs. That's a song that you don't hear a bunch, but that's a banger. And that's off of one of they. I, so when the, when, we, when the verses came on, I was in Houston and my mom, we had flew my mom out to Houston. My sister lives there. Shout out to Tamara Simone. My partner on my podcast is coming up. Culture foolishness. But um, we were entertaining my mom and it was like, man, we got to show her the verses because this is the music she didn't put us on to why we even wanted to see it. So it turned into us watching it because it was like pre-recorded because I think it had been a couple of days had passed. But it turned into us literally going back to all of their records and kind of like doing a timeline when they became more prominent because they had been, so they had did um, Shout in the 50s, which was a big, huge song, right? And then they kept making records, but they weren't really hitting like that. And then 
towards like the late 60s, they started making shit with some hits again. And then by the 70s, they started going on a run where every album had like the ballad that you could take your girl down with. It was yes. like, I'm going to give these brothers a song where this girl is not going to be able to say no to them. This is what I'm doing. Every album, like from 1971 to 1981, they gave you a motherfucking and, and some of the songs that they did gave you game. Oh, like free. Between the sheets, excuse me, because I almost left that out by saying 81. I got to put that in there because that's like top, top. <laughs> and, and they gave you, they gave you, so they had songs that was giving you game. Like, it's your thing. If you listening to that, and I, I can't tell you who to sock it to. Do you got to do you. Bang. What? That's game. They were giving you the game. And so they like, bro, they was like trying to let you know, like, let them do what they got to do. Like, you can't tell her what to do with that. That's her thing, man. That's her thing. So they was already on that way ahead of time, way ahead of time. They was already giving out game, bro. And a lot of people, uh, I don't know if they're aware of it, but we, we're aware of it, man, because we're in tune with our culture, man. We know what's going right. on. Those guys are dope, man. Those guys are just dope. Beyond. to them. The look to the OGs, man. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Putting us on, giving us game. Yes, you know? sir. So many. I mean, not just them, man. We can talk about hip-hop, Snoop Dogg. Even when I, I get more game from him when he's doing the interview sometimes. Just just being wise and dropping yeah. jewels. Yeah, man. just talking this shit. Yeah, that's a blessing, you know, that they hear, you know, the people that we got that still here and, you know, becoming elders. You know, a lot of the people that we grew up loving, man, they didn't get a chance to make it to be an elder, man. They got taken out when they were still a young man. That's so a fact. That's a fact. Mm -hmm. Man, I was talking about that with somebody recently. I was like, man, do you know how many people never made it to be Michael Jordan before Michael Jordan that came from Chicago, that came from <laughs> New York? Like, do you know how many people went to jail or died? It is LA to Cali. Right now, that's better than LeBron, Bron, all these niggas that's playing right now. This is a nigga in jail right now, playing in the yard, better than all them niggas. Facts. Facts. And, and, and it will go ham. We'll can get them 50 easily. Easily. Like, I used to hear the stories about Tim Hardaway uh, before I was able to go see him play ball. Mm -hmm. And they said it was one game. I think it was him and he went up against Isaiah Thomas or something. I, and if I got it wrong, I apologize. But they said him, these are him and Isaiah Thomas or him and Nick Anderson or whatever it was. And they said they each gave each other like 50 during a game, like at the courts. Like it was like a game at the court, like a pro-am game or like a summer league, summer league tournament. Mm -hmm. And they said them boys was going back and forth, giving each other buckets. Buckets. He's like, bro, like the motherfuckers could who like he's like Chicago. We ain't with all that, all that extra bullshit. Like we we come we come for buckets. We come to give buckets Buck only, bitch. That's <laughs> it, you know. So I used to just listen to some. Yes, I used to listen to some of the stories about them and a the, uh, young brother that died, Benji, that was mm. killed. They said he was T Mac before T Mac um mm. uh, was coming along. I used to hear the stories about what he used to do. These all that they said he was like 
a six, eight point guard and, and mm. nobody had even nobody. And they were trying to box him in, but they, he figured out how to just play his type of game because he was just so gifted, gifted and you couldn't deny him, you know, but uh, yeah, man, salute to those generations of the people that we lost along the way. But there's so much talent that comes from where we comes from where we are. Another person had told me one time, um, kind of give me some game and give me inspiration to stay on the right track. He said, do you know, you want to know the place that has the most gifted, talented, and richest people? I said, no, where? He said, the graveyard. I was like, damn. He's like, the graveyard is full of motherfuckers with talent that didn't get a chance to use it, full of ideas that never became millionaires or billionaires. He said, make sure you get that shit out of you before, before you go. Oof, man. He said, because a lot of people, yeah, he said, a lot of of people, a lot of us, or a lot of them went to the grave holding on to stuff that they didn't, they never used. Mm. That's facts, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Facts on facts. It's it's crazy because, like, that's probably one of my biggest fears is to not get off all the stuff that I want to before, you know, my clock is punched, my card is punched, man. I want to leave a legacy here. You know, that's the whole point of this because we just here to, you know, run with the baton and pass it to the next in the best way possible. Yeah. And I'll drop the motherfucker, you know, (laughs) but It's, it's just coming together. You know, that's why I made the move that I made. And um, it's it's been working out so far. It's just a process with everything. It takes. Yeah, and the, the frustration and everything that comes with it is just a part of the experience. You can't give up because of that. You mm-hmm. can't give up because a certain door didn't open for you. You got to keep on pushing. You still pushing. It's part of the process. It's part of the learning experience to get you to the next level. So there, uh, what, 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 what's someone tell me? Quitting is for losers. So if you desire to quit, then, you know, you were never meant for it to begin. I don't know about that. <laughs> we don't know about that over here. Uh-huh. Come too far <laughs> to be a quitter, man. Yeah. Hey, man, I never, listen, I never even thought I would make it to be this age. If I'm being honest, if I'm being perfectly honest, I never thought. It. See, I can't even front. It's coming from where we from, man. Like to make it to be, you know, where we at, the OGs, and when now we big bro to everybody. And I'm shit, big bro, which is really funny because I used to be little bro, and the the people that were. You know, quote unquote, big bro. The oldest people not hardly in my life no more. I just got a whole bunch of people that's looking to me for guidance, and you know, I just try to be as you know knowledgeable and honest as possible. You know, I'm gonna be transparent, and I let them know, hey, this is what it is. But you know, we here for a reason. The knowledge that we gain is not for nothing. So. I mean, our role is that, and it's the reason why. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm big bro, 
I'm big brother motherfuckers, man. And it's I smile about it now, but before I never thought that I I thought I'd have been dead 15 years ago. I didn't expect to get to, to get to this point. I thought I'd have been mm-hmm. dead. And here I am, like, so it's like now you have more of a purpose and you have to be more driven to not just be great at what you want to do, but to help the the generation coming behind and I always try to spit game and I don't try to, de- de- I don't try to code it and give them these riddles and everything that I was, that I, I was given. And it took me seven years to find, finally figure out what people were telling me. I just give them the game straight up. Like, yo, this is what this is. This is what that is. You can try that if you want, but to, to make it easier on yourself. So you don't have to worry about all these bumps in a row. You can do it this way and you'll, you'll get there a lot faster you know, just to keep you from having all these headaches. Look, I did, I dealt with the headaches. I dealt with the the bumps and bruises and, and the, the forks in the road. So to keep you from having that, I just give it to you on a platter. Now, how you use it, that's up, on you. It's the, you could take a, water, a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. You could get them game. I mean, shit. My sister, I love her to death. There's certain things I told her that she just was like, that's cool. Let me go out here and not get bumped on the head anyway. Some people <laughs> need to get bumped on the head for them to learn. Everybody can't learn from advice. Me, my guys that was older say, hey, this ain't the move. And then I'm seeing how the shit play out. I'm like, sounds like I should listen. I got you. No yeah. problem. But everybody not built like that. It's fine. And I was one of those motherfuckers that had to get bumped on the head. Like, I I had to get bumped on the head, but then I started realizing if there was a realization in it, right? There's one guy who was always on me about certain things that I did. And he was like, why do you continue to make this shit harder on yourself than it has to be? Why won't you just do what I'm telling you to do? Say like you, you, you like getting dirty instead of, instead of being clean. Like what's, what's the point? <laughs> You like drinking water from a dirty glass instead of from the from, from instead of from the clean glass? And I was like, it ain't that, man. I just don't think that you be telling me. He's like, I'm telling you based on experience, fool. So I had to wake up one day and realize, like, you know what? Let me start paying attention more to what he's saying before I get out here and continue to make these same mistakes and bump my head. And I can't continue to bump my head. You know what I mean? Like I gotta stay focused. I gotta get to something that actually matters and 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 means more to me than just making mistakes over and over again. Like I gotta get to the point where I'm not making mistakes and and I'm 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 less distracted than I want to be. So it it takes. It's it's glad to be in a position, man, where now I can be able to help people, man. It's a beautiful thing. I love that shit. I love that shit. Man. I mean, honestly, though, with you, you've been even, and this is kind of like just me giving you your roses while you here type shit. It's like before you was probably the comfort level that you are now in terms of, like, oh, I'm an OG, I can give some game, blah, blah. You've been doing this. You've been doing this since you was in your 20s, like with the, mm-hmm. with the shorties. Like you've been trying to be a example for something better and using an example of maybe like, hey, 
I didn't do everything the right way, but you don't have to go down that path that I went down. You know what I'm saying? So you've been on that, man. And I yeah, but I think and I think, but at the time, what they're seeing, they're seeing a person dressed fly. You know, being able to move around and seeing them, seeing me out with certain people, or seeing me in certain areas of the city and seeing me, you know, just be around women or whatever it is. So the clothes I'm wearing, things like that. But they not they not necessarily understanding that it still took me a level of, of, of doing things on a positive manner to even get to that. Like mm-hmm. everybody want to be fly, but don't, they don't want to hustle. You know what I mean? And they don't even know how they should hustle and how they should go about it. So when I did tell them, Hey, you, you could get a job over there, over there, and you could start, you could start building your, building your uh, foundation from there. Some of them didn't even get that. They thought a lot of that shit, oh, well, I got to get out here and I got to do the most destructive genocidal thing in the world to make a dollar, which ain't true. It, it's never been true. Like, you don't have to do that. There are jobs, trades that'll pay you decent money. So you exactly. don't have to do that. And you get you have 401k. Like, why risk but your life? This the other thing, too, just to kind of like piggyback on that. The reason why they be thinking like, oh, the only option is this or that is because our culture as America has pushed four years state colleges and universities on everybody. Like that's the only option after high school when somebody, you know, everybody not meant for that. Some people need to go and learn how to be an electrician or a plumber or a carpenter or some other thing, and they will make plenty of fucking money. Plenty. Because the people who did go to business school and do all that, they, that's the majority of people. So the people who could do some hands-on shit, that's why a plumber charge you through the nose. That's why an electrician charge you through the nose. Who could do what I do? Find them. I'll wait yeah, at this price. Mm-hmm. Get the job done in a day or two. So yeah, you need those guys. Dynamic of shit. Yeah, you need those guys. But, you know, salute to everybody out there, to, to the young guys. I know creating websites, you know, that are dedicated to fashion or they're dedicated to uh, websites that are dedicated to selling cannabis and things like that. I, mm-hmm. I salute everybody out there trying to make a way for themselves because I, I think we're in that era now because of social media, people are figuring out different ways to, to bring in different streams like, of income. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it's, it's important. These are things that I wouldn't talk growing up. Like, I don't know about you, but I wouldn't talk none of this shit, you know what I mean? So now it's like you hearing about it and the little bit of things that I, the things that I was doing or am doing, you know, it was just like a salute to that and trying to get into that vein and, and figure it out, finagle my way through it. But we had to figure it out for ourselves because there wasn't nobody to really tell us the stuff. So for me, it's like, if I know it, I'm just going to tell you, like, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to sit here and hold everything to my chest. Oh, I don't want him to be making no money. Like, that's a hater. You you cock blocking you 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 success blocking like why you want to keep another person from being successful like get them a chance get them to get them to drive Insp- inspire mm-hmm. them to to get something like 
give it to them, like put it in front of them. What they do with it after that, it ain't got nothing to do with you no more. You know what I mean? Carl, you leaning out, bro. <laughs> leaning out, bro. You good over there? I'm good, man. I guess I uh, woke up too early this morning. I started cleaning the house, but now I'm starting to feel a little nappish, but we're going to push through and <laughs> my ass up. You'll be here leaning old. out. Matt, I'm good. I'm good. You're leaning out. Do you want you want to take a break? You need to take a break? No, you know, let me grab some water. Actually. All right, All let's right. talk about it. Let's get to the so, verses, man. Yeah, yeah, man. That that was the pretty much the most epic verses that yes. they've had. In terms of feeling like niggas on the corner just battling. Battling, like it, yes. That was like I, the I, essence. It, it felt like that, like <sighs> Jada Kiss just really single-handedly embarrassed Dipset. And I like them. I, it's not like I don't like them. Like I it was funny because when I saw I was like, because I heard about it late. So I heard about maybe the day before I was like, oh, why are you? I'm gonna check it out. And I'm like, I like both of them. I wasn't even like team anybody. I was just like, let's see what happens. Now you know I'm a locks. I'm a oh, I know you fuck with them heavy, <laughs> I, but I equally like both of them in a way. I like them for different things. Like if, if you in a harder mood and you really trying to be on some hustle shit, but get out the mud type shit, like I'm want to listen to the locks. If I'm on some hustle shit too, but on some more swaggy flamboyant shit, yeah. I'm, it's the cam and dipset is different, but they got ooh, blown the fuck out. They got blew blown out. out. Like when he played when the Who Shot You shit came on and he started rapping. Uh, what song was he rapping to that? Because it wasn't a freestyle. It was like another song that was a lot song, but he was rapping to the Who Shot You beat. I, I don't know. I can't remember. I can't but remember. I was just sitting there, just like when 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 hot. Salute to DJ Technician. I think he he just got his flowers. I think he's gonna be I think he's gonna be super good after this. But uh, when he dropped that in there, I was like, oh, it's it's war. This is war. This is war. You know what? From the beginning, I knew it was war. Oh, when she yeah. when she walked out and said, let me look at let me look at these pussy ass niggas in their eyes. When he said <laughs> that, I was like, oh, they about to smash. These niggas, man, they not about to take no fucking prisoners. He said, let me look at these pussy ass niggas in their eyes. And he walked over, he started looking at him like, yeah, yeah, y'all know what time it is, right? I was like, oh, it's on. This is so crazy to me. Like, and, and then this, the, the, the crazier thing is this. It was still all love, though. Like after it's it's clips of them after the bat. Like yeah, it was, but it was times uh, during. I was like, uh oh, oh, I trust me. That's why I was like after the fact when I was seeing them doing videos together and everything cool. I was like, whoo, because like during I was like these niggas about to shoot each other. Like it was getting very chippy. It was chippy. Very chippy intense. Chippy, but. It was chippy. Um, man. And then Kim had the nerd to ask Jada, why you why you rapping Puff verse? He said, I wrote it. 
the fuck you mean, nigga? I wrote it. I was like, tell that nigga kiss. Tell now, him. That, when they was trying, when uh, the Dipset was trying to front of like, y'all ain't got no chick songs. And then first thing, come on, I, I already knew what they was going to hit him with. Right <laughs> off. And as soon as he said that shit, I just was like, I know what he about to do. Hey, yo, Tech. I need a ride or die, bitch. Nah, nah, nah. And that beat crazy on some heavenly shit. Are you serious? But, 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 but not just then, that. Then he gonna pull it. Oh, 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 you forgot we was on the ride carry joint, which is one of the biggest fuckers. Get off of me. I have Grammys, Joe. I have <laughs> Grammys, sir. Grammys. Then did the Mariah Carey joint. He didn't do the sun. He didn't do the Sunshine Anderson. And could have. Just, just out of being nice. He was like, I ain't even gonna pull that one on. Styles didn't do I'm black. Styles didn't do holiday. If he would have did holiday, I think somebody would have died. Yeah. Yeah. Man, if he would have done holiday. And for my last few bars, I run through niggas like my last few cars and crash them up. Your man might have went platinum, but don't gas him up. I get his length and his width and get his casket cut. I don't deal with the snakes and fakes, but I deal with the comas and wakes. I don't make mistakes. If he would have played that shit, bro. Yeah. Oh, my God. Honestly, a lot of style songs that was killing did not get played. Like, um, did they play I'm High? I don't even think they played I'm High. I get high, I get high, I get high. I get high. Yeah, he they was smoking. He was smoking. Oh, yeah, play that. Okay, I missed that part. Okay. Because I was like, man. Bruh, man they did the first part. He lit up in Madison Square and was smoking as it's coming on. And the crowd was going bananas. I'm sure. He does the first verse. They switched up the chorus. Like that shit. No, uh, roll that shit. Like that shit. They did that chorus, right? Right. Second verse. They play Tech dropped it in and he did the I I got five on the beat. But um boom. But um boom. And he rapped the second. I was like, yo, they getting they getting smashed. Man, they were rapping. They weren't like lip syncing these songs. That was the other shit that made me laugh. He was like, you don't know the words of your shit. You don't know the words. Bro, they bro, they was giving them giving their ass a beating, bro. Uh, they got a beating. That that was. Because a lot of verses, and, and not and not that this is a bad thing, it's fine, but a lot of verses turn into love fest. Like, oh, I love this song that you're doing. Oh, I love that song. They're singing together and all of this, and it's fine. But it's called Verses. This is the first time that it felt like, no, nigga, this is Locks versus the Dipset. This is a battle. It, my box in the middle of this stage at some point when they knocked off Drew Santana bandana I was just like they're they really like what's happening right now because they, they started bullying they started bullying and then you just yeah. saw how the dipset team start coming towards the stage and then the locks in them team was like yo if y'all on that we're coming to the stage too because we would all that shit and then some oh yeah you know, somebody gonna get poked up or, or get their teeth knocked out tonight. But 
bro. And then when Jada played fucking, um, he said, New York, y'all know me. I don't live in Miami. I don't live in Colorado. Y'all know me. Y'all know where I be at. And they play, I'm from New York. I was like, kill these motherfuckers, man. Kill them. No. Get them out of here. I don't like if I was the dipset, I wouldn't even have took that battle just from the standpoint of they just got songs, dude. They got so like I listen to the locks. I have lock songs in my playlist scattered about all this shit. But when you put it all together, it's like you be like, God damn, these niggas had some motherfucking songs. And then you gotta also think about it, right? They got mixtape shit that motherfuckers know about more than they mainstream shit. When he started doing the mixtape, when he came out, when they came out, they were doing some of that mixtape shit. I was like, wow, I forgot about I, that. I was like, they not fucking around. Styles didn't do uh his single joint from uh Money Power Respect. He didn't even do that. They did kiss, kiss shit. Who's to be? Uh, was it? Was it? Um, uh, uh, chilling, sitting on about about half a million. All my guns, all my guns, all all my women. Next few years, I should see about a billion. All for the love of drug dealing. They did his shit, but they didn't do style shit. What was crazy? His shit and that his song on that on that on that album was crazy. Mm-hmm. That shit was crazy, and they didn't even do that. They didn't do a lot of chic shit. No. They no. did kiss the gang goodbye. Um, they everywhere we go, people wanna know. They did that, but they didn't go through that boycott. He got shit on there, man. Yeah, Sheik actually put out some decent albums. There's some good songs that he have. Um, did they do? Cause I I was I did watch the replay, but I still didn't watch all of it. Did they do? Um, What's that shit? Uh, push your hands up. Uh, stop that. Push your hands out. Yeah, that's my shit. They did that shit, and that and that shit went. Crazy. Oh, that I know it went crazy. Done, done, done. No, you know I could. I I might have it wrong. They I did. I know they did. Knock yourself out. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. That one. That one went hard. But yeah, that that other one is crazy though. Uh, did the did Cameron do um? Fuck. The one that had uh he sampled um Monday Night Football, let me know. See, he fucking up because he had some songs that he be through them motherfuckers. He didn't, do, he, I, didn't, he didn't do none of that SDE shit. Cause if he had did that and um what means the world to you, then he would have had the crowd a little bit more because he got bangers. He, he do bangers. Got- but he didn't do them shits. I think he came there thinking that Jewels and John. Jim would be able to carry the show for them because they had like they got they could do old boy and shit like that. But remember, you got to have at least 12 songs that can That's push and, yeah and bang out with them guys because they come in with heat. They coming with heat, and I think a lot of people don't understand. Like the locks got a lot of fucking heat, bro. They've been doing this for too too long to not have songs out there like that. 
they didn't do the 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 version with Kiss and Mary J. Blige. Boom 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 boom. Let's get it percolating. They didn't do that. Didn't do that. And that's the Dr. Dre beat on top of that. They didn't do the Fiesta joint when Styles and uh, Kiss going back and forth. They didn't do that shit. <laughs> they probably didn't do that on some politically correct shit because that was R. Kelly. Woo! Them motherfuckers, man. Oh, they back and forth game is so crazy, man. Sometimes, like, I just listen to certain old life songs. Like, even what did I listen to? Because then, of course, the shit made you want to listen to their music. So I was listening to. The first Jadakiss album, I was listening to uh, Locks, We Are the Streets, and I was listening to um, some style shit, I think, from his first album, which was crazy. But, like, man, you just listen to that shit. And you, they was really at the, like, just top form, like, top just form. Underrated. Just underrated. Motherfuckers just want to get them respect. We were... Oil. Like we didn't realize what we had at the time in a sense. Like we liked them, so not us per se, but I mean just as a culture, it was really motherfuckers making real hip hop. And, and people wasn't even paying attention to that shit. The man. only thing I wish would have been different for them is the the beat selection. I wish it would have been Yeah, yeah they could have did better on the beats. Yeah. Uh theme like I, I hate I hate to do it, but I, I do notice a clear separation. But man, Swiss Beats got a little better with his production when he got with Alicia Keys. Man, I ain't even gonna front. Uh, like, well, it seemed that seemed right, right around that time he started getting better. I don't like what he did with the uh, with the Fela Kuti uh, instrumentals. I think that was I think that was bad, but. <laughs> Mm-mm-mm-mm. I think that was bad, but he he I did love, improve. I was not feeling how he chopped that shit up. It was not good, man. I wish Mad Lib had a, did a project like that. That shit would have been fucking nuts. You know, it, it it take a lot of effort. We talking about live instrumentation. You know, like but he did that with all the Blue Note Jazz stuff already. So I feel like if it was a producer who could have handled that. It was probably him, but because he was a more, is even still a very underground producer. Yeah. You got to be a very, like a for real music connoisseur slash hip hop head to even know who the fuck Mad Lib is. Like white people that know deep music and deep hip hop, they'll know a Mad Lib. They'll know that. Like I remember I've actually, Several times I went to like some of my white homies' house and they got the beat conductor volume one and two and all vinyl. They got, I mean, like they because he's a fucking monster. But they it's not the average person, not the average black person, not the average white person that's even listening to him. So and another thing about it is as far because you know, I do hip hop music. Um mm-hmm. When you around producers like Agent Smith, uh, Sir Ethics, 606, 
uh, e-money or e-dollars. When you're around these guys, mm-hmm. they buy tons and tons of vinyl. So imagine the shit that they hearing before you even get a beat. Like they music palette is ridiculous. They curating that for you. You only hearing a snippet of it. Like, um, have you watched uh, cooking songs like making of beats on YouTube before? Um, no, not nothing. Not but nothing recently. You heard of them though? That that produces those yes. predictions. From Spain or some shit. Yeah. Bruh. <laughs> I was, because they, if you follow them on YouTube, like their specific page, they have all these like making of joints of the beats. Shows do going to the record store, finding some random Spanish record. And then he listened to it, listen to it. Oh, up, there you go. That's the loop. And it'd be some sick ass horn drum combination. Take that shit out. Then he put it in, and then he started making a drum pattern to that. It's just like crazy to hear it. But to, when you hear the making of, you hear the song, though. You don't hear just the loop. You hear the whole thing. And then you be like, oh, that's the part you're going to take. Like for me, I love old theme songs and old, you know, like I'm weird with the the way out. If I were a producer, I would be sampling weird shit. Like uh, I got a beat made that sample the um, Dynasty theme song from back in the day. Because okay. I remembered it being raw as fuck even as a little kid. Because I just responded to like layered instrumental type beats so that was like classical and had a jazzy little element to it so i was like oh, this is crazy fast forward to being an adult it's like stuck in my head stuck in my head but for my brand i wanted a feeling that was real epic so that was something that i thought of right away and I don't know if you saw one of the commercials that I did. The beat is sampled from Dynasty. Mm. I'm going to so go back and, and pay attention to it then. Like, and it sounds like the way the producer flipped the the, the sample, it sounds like some trap Dynasty shit. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go back and... Shout out to my boy Joshua Brandon. He hooked that up, but... um. Yeah, man. Like even when I listen to Agent Smith and some of the shit that he takes, when he does like beat tapes or he sends me beats and I'll be listening to it. Or when I'm if when I get a chance to actually watch him do that shit, I'm like, dude, I would have never known you took that. And he looked at me one day, he was like, That's the point. He said, That's the point. He said, Matt, I could literally take a, a, a 15 to 30 second sample. And chop it up so so well, you would never know what the fuck it is. And he said, that's the difference between me and the guys that get lazy and they take that same 15 to 30 second sample and they just loop it. He said, that's the difference. Mm-hmm. Same way with, sir, shout out to Sir Ethics, the one who did a Moreno War winner. Oh, I love that beat. I'll send you the hurt. instrumental by itself. <laughs> Uh-oh. Without the beat, you're going to be like, man, what? He did that, and he played that shit. That wasn't no sample or nothing. He played that shit. Mm-hmm. Everything on there is just him going, doom. 
the boy is crazy. And then I got shit that he like, I got instrumentals that he do that he just do himself. And then I got shit that he just chop up and everything. And I know if he listening, I know, bro, I got to get back in the booth and I got some, I got some shit to finish. I know. I just been busy, man. It's a lot going on over here, but the stuff that he do and six, like the shit that they take, the little bit of, and man, they will chop that shit up. You will never know what it is. You will never know what it is. Well, they from the school of like the 90s of where like Trial Call Quest would literally have like five, six jazz records for one song that they then took all these different elements out to create and layer the beat all from sampling. They from that school. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, that's why it's so um, layered and it's like you can't identify identify the sample out of it like just from listening right off the bat like you had to listen to a bunch of times and be like oh wait wait I hear that little part from this but on first glance it's not gonna be that easy like Kanye's and all these other people from you know that's over the past 20 years they shit is so obvious a lot of times you know it's just like I mean it'd be that's cool too but ain't nothing wrong with it but it's you know, it's just an obvious sample. You know, it's just like, oh, that's from this song. I know what that's from. Do you know Shaka Khan was asked about his version of her son through the wire? Her, I think her son or somebody had like kind of helped grease the wheels on that one. But when she actually heard it, she doesn't like it because she, she hates uh voices distorted. She does not. She does not like it. She said she asked, could she actually sing it for him? I was like, sure. Sure, auntie. Go ahead. Do that shit. Knock it on up the park. But will it, would it have, I mean, and, and this is from somebody who loves Shaka Khan. I went to, I, I made sure that I saw her live when she was in Chicago, all this shit. So it's not like I'm I'm not a fan of hers, but from an aesthetic standpoint, would it have been better if she sang on it versus what he was trying to do sonically with doing the sample and speeding her voice up and all that shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, no, it wouldn't have been because of the way the his technique and and the way she sings probably wouldn't have matched but if you would have put her with a dj premiere or or maybe who who else redid the approach he could have even done it he could have even if you would have put her with just blaze she could have done that and it would have went off flawlessly well See, just Blaze know how to work with vocalists a little bit better because, like, the shit he did with my uh, what's that song? Uh, it's a game song with a game song with Nas and I, uh, Marsha Ambrose on the hook and uh, just did the beat. Whew. That shit is crazy, and it's like the way the beat and her voice is married together is literally like seamless to the point where. It's not like, oh, she just did a hook on here. Like, the whole end of the song is her just singing. So it's literally like they equally were on this song. Like, 
Game is on the song rapping, Nas is rapping, and then she got a whole part to just sing at the end with a whole choir. That's starting to sound familiar. I don't know what it, song it is, but uh, it's starting to sound familiar. Because we recording, and it's not going to sound good, and I'm not going to play myself like that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. I'm sure you've heard it before because it's off of uh, the second uh, game album, I believe. The Doctor's Advocate or somewhat or whatever. Okay. Oh. Um, maybe after I do like a, a edit, do this part on a video part of it, I'll play it in the background and see if I can find okay. it. Hopefully they don't they don't uh, plug my shit. Oh, motherfuckers, Billy, motherfuckers indeed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that shit, it would just have to be the right type of production. I even saw what um Manny Fresh did. They said you have a hit called "Back That Ass Up." He said, "Yep." He said, "Can you give us a breakdown of it?" And he showed them how he did it. I was like, "Wow, interesting." He's like, I played all that shit. He said, do y'all hear the horns in the background and everything? And like the orchestra, he said, I did all the everything you're hearing. Da, 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 I did all that. <laughs> I was like, good man, good man, good job. <sighs> now that, that dude is a very- Super talented. I don't care what nobody very- say. Underrated. Manny Fresh is dope as fuck. So let's speak to that for a second because I didn't really care for cash money that much. However, it was certain songs you could not deny that shit because of them beats. Ha, as much as I tried the front like I didn't like that shit, that shit was fucking crazy. Uh, even like the big time of shit, the fucking uh, uh, what was it? Uh, still fly some. Uh, you know the like. Dun, 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 like even though that's super simple, like it was super catchy too. Like there you it be is. humming that. Like, I still be humming that shit and be the mad. Hook. Damn it, that hook. That's all you need is that hook. Uh, Crazy. So, yeah, no. And and a lot of people don't understand, he uses live instrumentation. He may have a guy actually come in and play the guitar. Yep, all the time. And you can hear it. You can hear it in the the shit that he do. I I love Manny Fresh, man. That song he has with Mac-10, Dub C, um, and Ice Cube, that shit Mm -hmm. is crazy. And you don't even know it's Manny Fresh to the end. Well, I knew who I knew who it was. But when I played it for someone, I was like, tell me who produced that. And he's like, man, I can't tell who is it. I was like, just listen all the way through to the end. And then you hear Mac 10 go, yo, Manny Fresh, you a fool for this one. Dude, I, I don't know if I heard no oh, send that to me. <laughs> send that right now. Um, I don't know. Start talking, I'm gonna send it to you. What's another joint that I like? From him, oh, uh, the greatest off of uh, Urban Legend. You know that's my shit. That motherfucker right there. Woo! Heat. And just that beat, I mean, I Heat. I have no words, honestly. It's just like Southern 
hip hop at its finest. I mean, you really can't say nothing else, man. Hold on, I'm looking for it now, my guy. I'm looking for it now. Right I now. Need that. I need that joint. Dun, 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 dun. Why? Fuckers, that damn shit. <laughs> Yeah, he's underrated, but along in there, since we're talking about producers, one of the best of all time, of course, to me, would be DJ Premier. Oh, I mean, without question. I'm thoroughly blessed that I was able to see um, the last Gangstar show in Chicago before Guru died. So I got to see... The Masters at Work, it was when that album, The Owners, it came out, which was, you know, it was a Gangstar album, so it was a banger. They had that joint with uh, Jada Kiss on there with them. Right where you stand. Uh-huh. And um, to see him live and see him do his thing, it was just like, wow, this dude is really just on another level and like i think maybe two or three years later i was dating this girl who you know how women are they listen to music we don't listen to which is fine and she liked christina aguilera he did entire album with christina aguilera that's correct and she played this well like we went on like a little road trip and she was i love this album and i was i looked at i was oh this is the joint she did with premiere which she gained a whole bunch of points for saying that was her favorite album, but that's a whole nother conversation. But when we played it, I'm just sitting there like, so you mean to tell me this man been doing gutter underground hip hop for 15 years. And crossover shit. And then do a whole album with Christina Aguilera and that shit was banging when I tell you that shit was so cool. I was sitting there like, lit, like at the, by the end of the album, I'm thanking her for playing the album so I could hear the album. That's how good the shit was. I he, was just like, DJ Premier told the story about that. Mm. He told the story about that once upon a time. I forgot what where I saw it at. I'm not sure if it was on a break, Breakfast Club or uh, a OK Player or something like that, but. He went into telling the story about how he did that, and mm-hmm. I can I don't remember the story, so I'm not going I'm not going I'm not going to fuck it up. But during the process of that, he was saying that she liked like gutter, she liked that gutter shit, that hard shit, right? And he went on to say how he went to produce uh, Devil's Pie. Mm. They was like, how did you end up doing Devil's Pie, Pie for D'Angelo, and he didn't use it. He said, I did all that shit. Doom, 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 doom. He said, I did all that. I, I forgot, no, I, I forgot what artist he said he had to do it for, but they didn't like it and he gave it to D'Angelo. And D'Angelo told him, nigga, I'm gonna kill this shit. That was I might right. be screwing, I, I might be screwing the story up. Sorry, Premier, if I am, but <laughs> he said he played all that shit. Doom, 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 doom. He did all of that. And then the person ended up not using it. And then D'Angelo comes along 
and made a hit out of it, you know, of course, because he's an eclectic, brilliant mind. Song so cold. Fuck the slides, want the pie. Why is why till we fry? Come on, man. Come on, man. Okay, you came Oh, one of the, the, the best that ever done it on this hip-hop shit together? Like, what? Nailed that shit. I don't know. I don't know what the process was. I don't know. D'Angelo heard that shit when his eyes lit up. He was like, yo, give it to me. I got I already know. He born a day before me. He was like, oh, I know what's about to happen here. Another person I got to, we got to salute since we talking about producers is DJ Quick, who does not get a lot of credit. Bruh, like back in 98, I remember when I, I was in high school still, I was trying to like tell these mo- I had rhythmalism. I was like, y'all, like, yo, DJ Quick, y'all don't understand. This dude and dug Elder Barge out from whatever cave he was in and had him all over that album snapping. And that's like, man, I might have to bust that shit out. That album, Peak and Blue, that's some super player shit right there. Was also the engineer for Tupac's album, All Mm. Eyes On Me. Oh, All Eyes On Me, sure was, and did some beats on there. Yeah. He did a beat. No, that was Daz Dillinger that did the beat, who was also a good producer, did the- Oh, yeah. Live My Life on uh, T.I.'s Urban Legend. He did that beat. Mm. But um, DJ Premier is a motherfucker. Oh, he had the song with T.I. Um, uh, what's the name of that shit? I love that song. He had a song with T.I.? Yeah. Now I got uh, Confessions in the Back of a Limo. Hmm. You, you Have you ever heard that? I don't think so. What? Man, that beat what is crazy. Is what album is that on? I forgot the name of the album. but uh, Is it T.I. album? Huh? It's a T.I. album? No, it's, 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 it's Quick album. Now I got oh. four bitches in the back of the row. They ass poking out from the back of their thighs. Boom, boom, dun, 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 Man, that shit crazy. That nigga Quick is cold, bro. Quick is cold, bloody. Cold, bloody. Fuck some Quick, heavy. Yeah, I'm gonna send a song to you. Hold on, let me let me find that. Oh man, so what you think of this? Um, this Kanye fellow in this stadium making an album, nothing, nothing. I don't, I when he finally does something. Then I, that's when I do the whole follow through. I don't I don't mess with nothing until it's it's solid. Yeah, that's how you kind of gotta treat him. He he all over the place. Always like if you just oh okay, so the album was trauma. That's the album right there. Oh, indiscretions in the back of a limo. That's the name of the song. I don't know if you're gonna be able to hear this or not. I'm 
gonna send you the, that's the instrumental. I'll send you the uh, the actual joint. Yeah, DJ Quick will get a live band on your ass. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder. I wonder if he if he actually plays any instruments though. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I don't know for sure. Yeah, I would not be surprised because you know, as we know, uh, Scarface plays a guitar and he plays a couple other instruments as well. So. Did you see uh, Scarface's uh, Drink Champs episode? Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I saw that. That was really nice. Like they really came through for him. I was like, oh man. And then it's after him dealing with the whole uh, having to go through the whole COVID situation he had to, 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 to bring and him he out. Had kidney issue as well during that time. So yeah, that's a double. That man. was dope. That was dope, man. I mean, it's funny. Like Noriega is not one of my favorite artists by any means, but he definitely. Um, has come up with something good for the culture with that um, that platform. Yes and no. Yes and no. What's what's the no to it? People getting drunk on there and they start bearing their feelings about people that they've been dealing with. Like I don't now, know. that part gets a little wacky. The past few episodes that I've seen, there's been people who like, yeah, I'm not gonna drink that much. Yeah, like so, the one he just did with T Pain. T Pain comes on there, and then he started telling him, started saying about issues with Akon and blah blah blah. Then you go, oh yikes! So now for the podcast, it helps the podcast, right? Because now Akon may want to come on there and give his. You understand what I'm saying? But to have, but they're doing it to themselves. Y'all know y'all ain't supposed to be on there drinking like that. T Pain just right. went through a whole bottle of liquor on that on his episode. It's like. Two, three hours, he went through a whole bottle of liquor and did shots. So, you know, like if you're gonna be on there, you got to expect that, you know, once that liquor start talking, shit gonna get said, you know? Yeah, it do. Yeah, when I get drunk, I, I start saying all type of shit. I don't even know if I be saying anything that be truthful, but um, <clears throat> I, I know watching that episode, I was looking at it and I was just like, yeah. Uh, I was like that. That would cause more. I, I because we older now. T Pain is like what 35, 36, 37 years old. So yeah. you would expect if there is an issue, him and whoever it is, they can come together and and have a conversation behind the scenes. But <laughs> him spilling the beans and talking about certain things, you kind of go like, oh, like I don't, I don't think he should be doing that. You know? Yeah, that's not that's not the move. Yeah, but if it resolves issues, because I know Nori has been able to resolve issues between Fat Joe and Jay Z, Fat Joe and uh, Fifty, um, mm-hmm. uh, different guys. Like I know he's been able to re, uh, be the be the conduit to to make sure make sure that things are uh, copacetic or whatever it is. But I just that that's one of those things I don't like. And then the other thing is. If kids are watching and they're seeing that, they're thinking, oh, it's cool for me to drink and smoke. Now, that's the only thing that, you know, but, you know, that would be on the parents to not have them watching that type of thing, right? So, yeah. but it's a, it's a good show. Like, I don't, I don't tune in all the time, mainly because I got other shit going on, but. Of course, I, I don't do- watch every episode. There have to be a guest that's like, really somebody I fuck with and they obviously face Face is I'm, one of those ones. I'm gonna watch that. That's, I mean, 
that made me go back and listen to some some Scarface songs and just kind of like marvel at. I mean, for example, what was uh? Let me see. Uh, I never seen a man cry till I seen a man die. Yeah. That song, I used to play that shit around my mom and she would stop and, and listen to it because it's so real. You can't deny it if you don't listen to rap or do or whatever because what he's talking about is so relatable to everybody. Like, we all going down that path at some point, you know, and just to speak on that for that person's perspective, the way he did it was like perfect like and then i went back and listened to the fix and of course that album is like basically perfect that's like Crazy. Such a great album and that's about to be 20 years old next year ain't that a bitch 30 years old on my birthday was uh that uh, album with they with them on the cover with uh what's name getting shot in the eye that was 30 yeah. years old and that album was crazy that was 30 that turned 30 on my birthday damn damn yeah, like like that, like that, and then they told he told the story about that shit. Oh yeah, I yeah. know, and that shit was nuts. With uh, Bushwick actually, they got shot, and they he, and Jay Prince was like, "Shit, we need to get this picture. I don't care." <laughs> all right, fuck that nigga. Fuck, fuck the fact that he ain't here dealing with that shit. Like we, he'll be all right. We gonna we gonna get, get him through it. Made that the album cover and kept pushing. Shock value was a motherfucker, but. Yeah. Face is one of them ones, man, as a lyricist and as a person who does, who actually does instrumentals and, 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 and does make beats. He's one of those guys that you look at and you go, yo, what the fuck? This guy's multi-talented, you know? Yeah. And I think when he was speaking, I think that's one of the things he was saying about the current generation. He's like, I grew up when everybody played music. If you didn't, you had to do something. Like you had to learn, you had to do something. He said, now you're looking, looking around, everybody just know how to press buttons. Everybody just know how to press buttons. Like, don't know why I know how to play anything. Mm-hmm. Which, which is a loss in itself, right? Because you would want some somebody to be able to pick up, play, play the drums or organ, a guitar or something like that. If you're going to be in there doing music all the time, if you're going to be in there doing music. And, and, and it's crazy because, like, the people who actually can play instruments and there's so few of them in hip hop, they are just, you know. They're going to always excel. They're going to always excel because you got and that they, skill to lie, they, lie on. Yeah, they should too. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure, I feel like Swizz can probably play at least the piano and some other things for sure. I'm sure. I'm sure you can. Especially with the way his music has evolved over the years. I'm really just like, yeah, you definitely know more than just that little MP1200 shit, you know. Playing around that keyboard. Mm-hmm. That wasn't going to do it, pimp. That was not going to do it. That was not yeah, the move. He got stagnated. I remember when I started being like, oh, you know, these Swiss beats, huh? After a couple, you'd be like over it, you know. So. Yeah, after, listen, for me, after the, the Locks We Out of Street album, I was like, I don't know if he can keep that up. Because I was like, yo, can you hear the difference in the production? You're listening to the We Out of Streets album. And then you get to premiere. Recognize, right? Boom, boom, boom. 
And then I need a ride or die chick. Timberland. Dun, 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 dun. And you like, yo, these are totally different frequencies. And then the rest of the way you go and you got you got Swizz. And it's like, how how long can you keep that up before you before you push it further and you do something different with it? Because you can't stay like that. They, I mean, he shouldn't even have produced the more the majority of the album, low key. And I feel like that was something that we used to say back in the day. We'd be like, "Swizz got two two songs for you, man. He got two. And, and if if he's gonna produce that album, it shouldn't be more than fourteen songs on there. Like, let's get it down to thirteen or fourteen. Like, we shouldn't be doing seventeen, eighteen songs with Swizz on. It. Not that version. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, eight. <laughs> right, because you got to get, yeah, you got to go, go, somebody go get Premiere. Somebody go get Temple, man. Get him in here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But no, like, yeah, he, uh, uh, now he good. Like, I mean, shit, that beat for Echo, he did for Nas. I was just like, I had to put my head down. I was like, who are you, sir? Who are you? But you get so you gotta think about it amongst the elites, right? That are producing yeah. for Jay Z. We got Kanye West, you got Jess Blaze, right? You got DJ Premier, and you come in there with that Casio. Tw- <laughs> you better step your game up. Uh, and, and honestly, I feel like after Kanye, he started evolving a little bit because he the sound had just went more towards sampling. It went more towards something more soulful. You can't be like, eh, 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 eh. like, nigga. He got hits now. Let's not, let's not he get pulled up. We love him. I, I'm <laughs> trying to act like the nigga is trash, but it definitely got to a point where it was on redundancy and he needed to, you know, broaden exactly, his whole yeah. eyes. And you know, a little, 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 little fine, little Alicia Keys over there. You know, I'm sure she exposed them to some different things that helped. And what you gonna do? She just, babe, you should listen to this. You just like, oh, yeah. Man. Do you buy vinyl, baby? <laughs> no, I don't buy vinyl. You, you should probably buy some of these vinyls and check them out and mm-hmm. listen to this. Right, and then all the time, he like, this sound good. Then he like, you smell good. Get all the vinyls. <laughs> <laughs> Get them all. Buy them all, babe. Just bring me a box of my truck. And do you know how much cutting and uh, ch- chopping mm-hmm. that DJ Premier does to make a beat? Crazy. It's crazy. Some of the best joints that he's done, like it's like four or five different songs that he's chopped up just to make that one joint. What what is like one of your favorite DJ Premier tracks that off the top? Because I know which one it is for me. I think it's uh, fuck. Cause it's on um <clears throat> I'm so ghetto. Mm. And the reason why is because the song that he chopped up is a classic song and don't other people don't even know what, what that is. 
Mm. And when you go on, I don't know if you watched Netflix, and it's a show on there called Lupin, L-U-P-I-N. It's about a guy mm. in France. They play that in oh, the beginning. Yeah. They play it in the beginning. Oh, in the first episode? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to go. I've, I've, I've watched the first episode of that. How did I miss that? You might have watched, but you didn't listen. Well, yeah, that's that 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 happens, especially because I was the, the original the original song oh. is seven or nine minutes long. Oh shit! So, Slim Shady, hi, my name is hi, oh, my name is. I I know that song. I know that song. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't I didn't realize that was uh because did they play the original song? They played the original song in that. Yes. Oh, okay. Now, okay. I know that song because that's that is that beat, and then it's the uh cough up alone where I'm from, Mars the Sun. Ain't nothing nice. I believe that's in there too. It's like a couple different. It's literally like three different songs. Motherfuckers able to chop out of that because that beat is fucking nasty. He literally like. Uh, we gonna have to put it in like the uh, credits later because I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, but the cat is like the first openly gay, like singer, like male black singer. He was openly gay back then. I don't know, but he he got some dope music. I say. Oh that. no, I, I'm just saying. Like it's crazy because in the '70s to be a black male yeah. and be out is very hard and he was doing that is just like fuck it i'm just about to make these dope ass songs get off you honestly believe like he was like the only well maybe openly but I, openly. i'm sure it was probably i know he more. wasn't the only one i mean openly that's why it's yeah. like accurate openly with that no trust me this is funny business been going on for a while so you know people do what they've been doing and and that's hey, okay man, did you hear the story about santana when he performed for um at Woodstock, did you ever hear that story? He said, yo, I'm about to perform on a Woodstock with Jimi Hendrix. I feel like I, I I did, but you probably know it a little fresher than me right now. So, dig it. Everybody got a set time to go on. He like, yo, this is Jimi Hendrix. I know I got to go on there and, you know, every, and, and do my thing. And I got to mm. show the fuck out. He said, we done pop pills, we done done acid, all that before the show. Mm -hmm. And right when the high hits me, they say, all right, y'all about to go on next. Instead of at the time they were supposed to go on. <laughs> probably still killed it knowing his ass because Santana's a fucking monster. Bruh, he said, he said, if you go back and look at the tape of him performing, he said, me grooving out and holding the guitar, he said, I was so high, I thought I was holding a snake and I was trying to control the snake. Meanwhile, his ass up there like, <laughs> snapping the fuck out. <laughs> Going the fuck off. And you and I went back and I watched it. Let me go back and look at this. And like he in the zone, his whole band, like everybody, I'm like, all of them high as fuck, they doing that. I didn't a motherfucker. I know that music was sounding good. Ah, ah. Like, we, like, I, I've had some amazing experiences in my lifetime and I will not discredit them. But 
it's a lot of times that I just be like, man, can we just go back in time and go to an Earth, Wind, and Fire concert in 1973? I just want to go. I know that shit was so fucking live. It was on a whole nother level. Like, I just want to be able to sit there either backstage or down in front and listen to Jimi Hendrix play the Star Spangled Banner. That's the like, only time I want to hear that song is when he played it too, because he murked that motherfucker. And for people who don't understand what I'm talking about, if you go back and listen to how he played it, he played his version of it. He was playing you, yo, he was playing you dealing with racism, dealing with hate, dealing with being treated. So the whole song is, just, is, is most, well, not mostly, but Parts of the song is distorted the way he was playing it because yep. that's his version of America. And it's sick. Like, if you listening to it and you hearing it, you're like, this is fucking bananas. This is his version of America. And, like, all the people in the crowd, like, they were with it. Like, they were like, yeah, play that shit. But he's playing his version of America. It's not as star-spangled as you motherfuckers think it really is. Hmm. Oh, say, can you see? No, motherfuckers can't see. At all. Blind in the back. Can't see the shit that y'all seeing. Y'all can't see what we seeing. That's why he out there playing like that. And I said, Creed, I sat there and I listened to it three times. And I was like, that's pain. That's his experience in this shit. Like, that's him playing through it. Like, ain't shit cool about that? At all. And I was like, wow. But that's what all, I mean, it's so much art that we've been creating since we were able to and share it after slavery, especially that all it is is us expressing power. I mean, blues is literally built off of pain of depression yes 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 uh jazz some jazz songs while it's broader so it's not just all sad songs oh it's some sad jazz songs very sad and it definitely um like kind of blue like come on my whole album is like an illustration of the sadness of being a black person in America and all of that stuff, but the music is beautiful, like beyond beautiful. So I talked to an OG because I was hanging out a jazz club and I was like, hey, can you give me some insight on what it was like during that time? And I'm not going to mention the people that he was talking about. He said, but during those times, we did drugs. He's like, everybody did drugs. He said, some people smoked weed. Some people did cocaine. He said, but you want to know where some people made their best music when they were high off heroin? He said, if you go look, he said, go listen to some of that jazz music. The motherfuckers were dealing with pain, like real pain. And they made exceptional music. And that's not to influence nobody to go out and get high at all. Saying that's what it was. Well, I'm just saying, even for me, there's certain things you do when you are 
inebriated or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But I, I've never done heroin, so let me say that as well. But he was saying through the jazz music, a lot of them that were doing it were doing it while they were high off that. Mm. And then he said, I want you to go back and listen to a couple songs and I want you to tell me what you think. And then I went back and I listened to him. I was like, oh, shit. They were really going through it. They were going through trying to deal with life as a regular person or trying to be a regular person. And then being told that they couldn't go into these clubs through the normal way. You got to go in through the back way, but still got to perform for a major audience. And I was like, wow. Backwards. It's crazy how the world worked and people just fell in line with the way it was at that time. But Instead saying, yo, this shit is wrong and we need to correct it. That's not fair. But it's stuff happening now that's, that's the same way. It's always something that's not right that people need to be fighting against and shit. But it's easier to play a video game. It's easier to watch a movie. It's easier to just, you know... And hide, yeah, hide in the house. Hide and be distracted by other things instead of trying to help push and make the difference that needs to be made. But mm-hmm. when you when you're being each other distracted by a lot of shit, man. When you're being told to subconsciously by all the media and everything else, the phone that you got, when you're being told to be distracted and not pay attention to these issues, you will veer away from it because you feel like, well, mm-hmm. I don't have to be responsible for that. It ain't happening to me. But what if it were you? Mm-hmm. What if a police officer did one day decide to slam your head into the, to the sidewalk or into the wall? What if you did have to deal with somebody trying to rob you every day? What if it was your mother strung out on drugs, you know? Mm-hmm. Fighting for civil rights wasn't just like a thing where it was just for us. Everybody else benefited mostly off of it then, more than we did. Mm-hmm. That's but, a fact. But yeah, that music shit is, is something dope, man. Like these are just stories that I just went looking for because I, I hung around like some OGs, man, like at jazz clubs and things like that. And they would be giving us a free game. Even shout out to Chuck. Chucky, love you, love you, man. Chuck, Chuck Garcia. He was a drummer for, for a band. Man, he put me onto some old parliament. Uh oh yeah. Parliament's crazy. My mom, I she had all that uh, stuff. Well, listening to that. But like yeah. all that, all that stuff, he got me into so much of it that I didn't know about. And he would just tell me, he was like, Oh, I played for that person, I played for this, and I did that, and I did that. I can introduce you to him. You know what I mean? I, like, yeah, put me in contact. And he would just <laughs> salute to Chuck, man. Chuck is like one of a kind, bro. One of a kind dude. Um, and he would just give me like breakdowns of certain things and and, and tell me about, oh, I did that, blah, 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 blah. Oh, I was around for that. And Listening to his version of the music or being around to, to play for certain mm-hmm. people, man, it's, it's something dope to hear about, man. It's something dope to hear about, but. Man, that's crazy. It's dope when you got, like, the elders and the OGs there and yes. they trying to build with us because they know, like, we the bridge to the next phase, you know, yep. so they just, and, and some people don't have a mentality to even think like that. So, you know, it's good when you find the ones that actually know what's up. And that's how I want to be, man. I'll be trying to be like that now with the, the 
the younger people that I deal with. One second, sorry. <clears throat> So, you know, being, getting older and dating and you looking back on like the whole kind of spectrum of what you've done over the years, like when I look back at like the past, especially like 10 years, it really was one person that I was like, man, I would shut the whole shit down for them and not have mm -hmm. no qualms about it. I wasn't feeling like I was missing anything if I, you know, wasn't out in the streets and all that stuff. And I haven't really, I feel like I, I haven't really met a person since that to make me be like, man, I'm going to shut the shit down. Whereas I did, think that for a second but that person ended up not being the right person for me either and that's been some years man outside of that so that's was uh it's literally been like probably about 10 years and then in the middle of the 10 years i met this other person who wasn't the right person and we was together for like a little bit so out of the whole 10 years i've been single for eight of the motherfuckers for real, you know, so like to really put it in perspective, which I haven't even really done that before, because you think about, oh, I was with this person, that person, but as a whole, how long were you really single? Like, yeah. You yeah. know, with the little blip of having a relationship in a between the time and literally 10 years, like for real, like, yeah. you yeah. know, that's either that, either that or longer for me. You know, like I said, I think I might have been with that one person for eight or nine months recently. Mm -hmm. And it was going, it was, it was, it was good. It was good. It was just that I think when I'm, there was another agenda behind the scenes that was already in play and I wasn't mm -hmm. a part of it. I was just being asked to be a part of it, but it was like, yo, if you go, you go. But if you don't, I'm fine with that too. Like I'm going to do what I'm going to do. So yeah, so if you want to talk about how long I've, yeah, I've been single for a very long time. Outside of that little eight or nine months that I was That's with the person, mm -hmm. it's a blip. And and you know, growing up, do you remember like there were times where you're hanging around your friends, and there's this thing of how many women can you pull, and this, that, and the third. And you look back and you're like, what did I achieve by doing all that? What did I achieve by doing all that? I had fun. I'll say that I did have fun. Yeah, fun, fun. You achieved fun. fun. I did achieve fun. Um, I did figure out a lot of things about my body and, and a, a woman's body in the process. But after that, it's nothing, bro. It's nothing. I, I so I had a, a a conversation with a young woman, one of my homegirls, and she was saying when you all are out here smashing all these different women, what are you, what are you doing? I was like, shit, trying to make sure that when we got the right one, <laughs> that we know what we doing. That's part of it because y'all be talking shit about us. One minute man this and girl, he can't do that and he can't do this and he can't do that. That's part of the reason why we move around as much as we do. And she was like, I get that. But once you know what you're doing, ain't it time for you to come home and, and sit down? 
It's like, yeah, but now that you've got a habit, it be, it's been a habit for a while. Like, you can't just shut that off. Man, see, that's, man, that's that's speaking to the, the issue more so because it does become like, okay, I'm just, am I a serial dater? I'm a, you know, like you just dealing with all these different people and you get used to doing that. But again, the right person will make you sit your ass down though. That's the whole, but it's like, what's right for you is so specific and you got to find somebody with that. And then it just turns into the carousel of vaginas and you keep trying to find more, you know, you try to find the right person, but it ends up being that shit. I think in my life, I've only found two, maybe three women like that. One of them you introduced me to, the other mm-hmm. one, she died. Mm-hmm. And I think that might, I think that, yeah, I think that might be it. Mm. I think that might be it. And those were probably the greatest of the greatest. Mm-hmm. If I'm being openly honest, like those are the greatest of the greatest. The first mm-hmm. one, I can't do nothing about nobody dying. The second one, I fucked that up. Mm-hmm. I fucked that all the way up. That was all. The, the That's what I feel, man. Uh-huh. Yeah. Her who shall not be named. You was messing with her for a little hot little minute, too. About a year. Was, yeah. About a year. Yeah, I, was, I fucked that all the way up. And I fucked that one up just because I was hanging on to what had happened before. And I, I never mm-hmm. opened up to her about it and told her what, what right. was going See on. That? And me knowing who you're speaking of, like not sharing your emotions eventually, that was not, that was going to be a brick wall. You know, oh. she wasn't going to work with, without you opening up to that person. That because was not only was that a brick wall, but I couldn't get through my own brick wall of trying to trying to um, make myself better. I was trying to fight through it. And instead of just like, hey, this is what happened to me. And I'm scared if I get close to somebody like that again. I, I think they'll die. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to. I don't want to be that entangled. I don't want to be that loving and involved with somebody that that happens again. Because the first time it happened, her father, Leandra's father, made it feel like it was my fault. He made me feel like it was my fault. His daughter died because of me, and it wasn't even my fault. And I took that shit. You know, I'm very good at being like fuck everything, but when that happened. <laughs> that you was holding that like I, I i i absorbed it like i took all of that in because i felt like it was my fault even though it wasn't because i wasn't even here when it went down but I, I i took all of that in and it took me years even after being with the person you introduced me it took me years to fight off to fight that shit off it took me years to fight that. and i had to go and i had to go and talk to them and me and him had to be honest we had to have an open honest conversation it's like, as much as you hated me back then for the type of person that I was, I still loved your daughter. Nothing would have ever happened to you. And you treated me like shit and you made me feel like less of a person. And then she died and you placed all that blame on me. And you said it was my fault. I was like, and you, you, I told him, yo, you wrecked me, man. Like you, you made me a fucking wreck. You made me a horrible person. 
And I treated people horrible because of that, because hurt people hurt people. And that's what you did to me. You made me a, a horrible person and I went around hurting people. Mm. Including people that were close to me, friends, person I was trying to be with. And I was just, I was horrible. And he's like, man, I didn't even know. I, I was like, of course you didn't know because you are hurt, stupid. You lost your daughter and you and you blamed it on me. I had she never had a problem anywhere. Well, nobody gonna bother her. Well, nobody gonna bother her. But you know, I would say those two are the most outstanding and greatest. And mm-hmm. maybe, maybe the one when we were staying on um Drexel, maybe her. Mona, I'm gonna say her name. Mona, hey Mona, love you, buddy. Oh yeah, Mona. Mm-hmm. Mona was dope, but me yeah. and Mona just didn't get along. We had some some uh, quality young ladies coming through the 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 area back in them days, man. Yeah, was Mo- Mona would just leave me notes. Just leave. <laughs> she was more of a of a player than she wanted to admit though. Or at least she just wanted to, she just, she was, maybe she was just more concerned with her job and making her way into her field because she had got into it. You know what I mean? From from college, she got right into what she wanted to do. So like mm-hmm. she wasn't, she wasn't, you know, she wasn't into, she wasn't playing around with that shit, man. She wasn't playing around with that shit, but I don't know, man. Like I, I feel like right now I'm just at a point where I'm just gonna live and enjoy life and whatever happens, happens. Like I'm not I'm not looking for nothing and nobody. Like I don't think this is this is a time for me to be doing to be doing that. I think I should just be more focused on, on the work, doing the work, you know. And you just get to a certain point where you just realize for you to attract what you really need to go forward, you gotta make sure you are on point because that's what's going to attract what you really need because when you're not there the people you attracting is not right because it's a version of yourself that's not there yet that you still working on that you attracting so you know i i i believe the same thing i literally just kind of step back and you know I don't want to close myself off completely to meeting people, but at yeah. the same time, I'm definitely more focused on, you know, just working on, you know, getting these businesses in order, um, creating content, creating uh, networking opportunities for myself and the people around me. Like that's what I'm on. You know, if something organic happens within that, and somebody shows that they really want to be a part of what I'm doing, then that's awesome. But I feel like that's so hard to find, you know, in a woman, it's very hard to find women that want to like get with what a man is already doing. They just kind of want to do their own thing. And I get it. You know, I get it. My cousin, my cousin Ryan told me something, man. And I'm starting to, I hope I don't screw this up when I say it. Cause, but he said, Every woman that you've had a relationship, or if it's a woman, every man that you've had a relationship, if it don't work, 
they are they are only showing you the parts of yourself that need the that need the most care. Everybody right. that you've been with, like as far as relationship, not just the the hump, the hump and the hump, you know what I mean? The people that you've actually dated, they are just showing you projections of yourself that you really need to just work on. Mm-hmm. And when he said that, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Word. Yeah. And he was like, am I right? I was like, for me right now, I see that. I, I told him I totally see it. I totally see it. Um, and a couple of times I've tried to have relationships since. Um, I've noticed certain things aren't necessarily just me fucking up. It's them. Like they don't they don't have certain things like one young lady. She had she has daddy issues. Right. So she she would press me about things that I wasn't, do, you know, like thinking that I was doing something wrong and I would not be at home. You know what I mean? Like it, it was all these things that she 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 didn't have because she was so disconnected from her father father yeah she was disconnected from having a father and she would be looking to me for and it's just like yo you need to and i told her one day it's like i think you need to grow up i think you need to have a serious relationship with your father and she threw it back in my face and was like you don't have a relationship with your father i said well i tried for a couple i tried for three or four years to build a relationship with my father he didn't acquiesce he held on to everything that happened on in the past Therefore, we don't have a relationship. That's how that happened with me and my father. You can't seem to get that together or haven't tried hard enough. Like I tried, I literally would drive down there to go see him or Mm -hmm. catch a plane ticket to go see him and be with him and had to hear all this this banter that I didn't want to hear and still try to be a loving son to a father that wasn't trying to let me in and after a while, it just the the the. You why are you gonna keep trying for that? No, I'm not. And I told her, I told her, I wish you the best because I don't want that to happen to you. I hope you get what you're looking for. But if it ends up being the way that mine's ended up being, I I understand. Like I totally get that. But me and her, we we tried to get along for a while, and and it, it just didn't work, you know. But um, I ain't mad at nobody about it. But I just think that she there's certain things that she needed I can't give her and. She needs to figure that out for herself. You know, a lot of that stuff starts from within. Like, I can't. Oh, yeah. Everything is within. Yeah. yeah. I can't. But listen, man, I don't want to hold you up any longer. I want to get outside. I got people in here yeah, working I on my place, and I'm tired of the smell. <laughs> Say what? I said, I got to get out in these streets myself, so I feel you. Oh, you know it. <laughs> yes, sir. So, everybody listening, this has been an episode with Carl Reed of Culture Foolishness and your homie, me, O, a.k.a. Matt, a.k.a. Nuts, a.k.a. Boo, a.k.a. Bear, whatever you know me by in the, in the United States of America. A.k.a. Right. <laughs> whatever you know me by in the United States of America or Puerto Rico. Salute to you, man. I wish everybody love, peace, health, happiness, and success and whatever it is you do. Carl, is there anything you want to say before we get up out of here? Uh, I mean, just everybody be safe out here. Everything's kind of crazy, you know. Be mindful of that. Um, I also got, besides Cultural Foolishness, I got ExodusStudios.com. I got ArchitectsOfMars.com. We're going to put all those links in the description so you could check those out. Maybe. 
Just keep it moving on. You gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll do it. I don't know. Maybe I'll do it. But yeah, that's us. You know I got you, Pam. Uh-huh. Um, that's it for today, man. This episode will be out. I ain't gonna say when because I'm gonna date it. Uh, but hope everybody enjoy their day, their life, and be safe out here. We are done. <laughs>